Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. To help prepare all of you listeners for the NCAA Round of 16 and home stretch of the 2021 college tennis season, what we're attempting to do here at Crack Rackets is speak with each of the remaining 32 head coaches of the NCAA Division I event. That means 16 men's coaches, 16 women's coaches, all over the next few days on this Cracked Interviews podcast. Now, without further ado, Let's get to another one of our conversations with the many outstanding head coaches still alive in the 2021 NCAA Tennis Tournament. Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hard True has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Joining us on the podcast once again, he's the head coach of a team that's won 46 consecutive matches. I imagine after that, you're feeling good. Of course, I'm referring to UNC women's head coach, Brian Caldas. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Thanks, Alex. Um, um, had a great weekend. Um, obviously, um, hosting was one, one, fantastic. Um, our, our staff did an amazing job making our facility look amazing, and then um so that was, and then obviously he played uh, a very good Old Dominion team. Um, Dom Manila has done a really good job with that team, and he's done an incredible job, uh, uh, you know, developing players and, and bringing in a uh, very talented team. And so that was a great challenge for us. And yesterday we had our team banquet, and uh, that was really special to kind of, you know, hear from the seniors and, and recognize the accomplishments for them. So. It's been a good weekend for uh, for the Tar Heels. No, I'm happy to hear it. And that feels like the perfect place for us to start, Coach, because my question to you, and I say this lovingly, and our listeners know I'm trying to talk to all 32 coaches. If anyone has the right to swear at me after a question, this is the question, Coach. After you sent the text message about the senior banquet, when you realized it was me and not Alexa Grand that you had included in that group message, my question to you is, why'd you kick me out of the group? I would have been, ha- I would have been a great addition to that text message group. <laughs> well, yes, you would. And uh, <laughs> the AGs need to stick together for sure. Uh, but um, uh, I was very happy that the, the initial text to you uh, or to the group was not something that was um, a little bit more 
<laughs> private <laughs> in nature is more public. But um, uh, I, I consider you a, a very close friend of, of, of our program and, and also college tennis. And uh, so uh, I, I, I imagine you'll be part of our groups in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ask for, Coach. Yeah, I'm just saying if you guys need, like, an inspirational pre-match poem or something like that, that's yeah. my specialty. And so yeah. I was beyond flattered. I was like, oh, do I play with it? And I was like, no, I like Coach Kalbis. I can't just, like, I can't do that to him. And you're right, AGs stick together. I was like, poor Alexa. She's not going to know that she's got a senior <laughs> banquet coming up. Um, but, no, obviously that was well, a fun what was, what was interesting about that is Alexa's mm-hmm. typically one of the first to respond, and she didn't <laughs> respond, and then I – did not hear from her, so I um, I didn't even check to see if I actually made a mistake, which, of course, I did. So. <laughs> I know. It was great for you guys. Like, I saw messages from McKenna Jones, Sarah Davitella, and Coach Kalbis all in the morning, and mm-hmm. I was like, what did I do wrong? I was like, oh, no. Like, I definitely screwed something up, and then it turns out, nope, it wasn't me. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun moment for all of us. But, no, I mean, you, you look at your team, and you talk about, again, uh, having this senior class. And for this senior class, I believe every NCAA tournament they've played, they've been eliminated by Stanford. And you can correct me if I'm wrong there, but obviously the big news from the opening weekend, Stanford eliminated by an incredible Pepperdine team. And again, this is not to take anything away from Pepperdine, but knowing what Stanford has meant to the the women's college tennis landscape really since 1985, one could argue, uh, is there a feeling amongst this tournament that, okay, like the field does feel a little bit more open? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Stanford has been our kryptonite, and uh, they've mm-hmm. taken us out. Um, and um, we, we did get them in the, the semis in 2014, so that was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again one that we've we, we, we hold deep in our uh, our championship book. But um, the um, yeah, the fact that Stanford is not in the final site is is a shock to a lot of people. Um, you know, they came in with a, a team that was very very talented. I think they ha- they started off the year you know, later than others. So I think maybe that may have hurt them. They had some injuries. Um, but um, this, this field is wide open. There's a lot of really, really good teams, as you know. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that they didn't qualify because Pepperdine is very, very good and uh, mm-hmm. playing them at home. It's tough to beat uh, Pepperdine uh, at home, especially in the NCAA tournament. So, um, you know, that's, uh, again, it's, it's tough to see, it, it, you know, to not see, surprising to see Stanford not there, but when they didn't host, it's not overly surprising as well. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, you know, you look at the schedule for your team, and I was looking through as I was doing preparation for this. You guys, again, 28-0, you've played three matches total that have gone 5-2 or closer. The at Virginia match, you won 5-2, and then, you know, 4-3 at Georgia, 4-3 in that national indoor final. I imagine you have to be feeling pretty good about your roster, but I am curious the flip side of that. Is there any nerves going into an NCAA event when you, you're just your team hasn't played that many close matches and just you know things will get close down the home stretch in Orlando? Um, yeah, there's um, yeah those those ma- matches you mentioned the Texas one was uh, you, you, yeah, you were there um, <laughs> that uh, that felt like a loss honestly um, so uh, you know that was one that um, uh, I think we can really build on because we did not play well in doubles. A lot of all the credit goes to Texas. They really took it to us. And then for the first uh, hour or so of singles, um, we were we were struggling to find uh, three points, more or less find four points. Um, 
so that was that was you know again to to kind of you know again i think for us we have a lot to kind of uh, gain from that match per se even though we we ended up winning um but you know, we, it, it did feel like a loss uh for the mo- majority of the match um you know obviously the georgia match on the road uh we played without elizabeth scotty and mckenna jones and um we had to have we played indoors on four courts, and we had to have the last two matches going out there, which was Annika Yarlagata and Riley Tran, um, and that really kind of jump-started the depth of our, of our team. Those two had to go out there and beat two really good players, um, and first their first time in environment, you know, in that situation. And um, and to do that, and and Annika kind of winning at seven six in the third, after being up five two in the third, just kind of a roller coaster, you know. Again, that again. There were times in that match I felt like, okay, you know, you know, we're we're, we're going to lose. We're not going to we're not going to be able to kind of find a way to win, and we did. So that was really good. And then uh, the Virginia one, it, it was five two, but uh, the two matches we lost were uh, super breakers. And so mm-hmm. I felt like even though it was on the road, Virginia's a very good team. Um, I felt that that match, um, you know, we had pretty much control over. Um, uh, and that's, you know, the, the best doubles, you know, we've played. And then we had the same doubles that we've been playing with in that match. So that was good. I think there there's matches in the ACC tournament uh, that the Virginia match is number one and, and Georgia Tech is the other where I know the scoreline was 4-1, 4-0, uh, whatever they were. But they were really close matches. And I think, you know, our team learned a lot from those matches, which can really help us and bode well for us going forward. Absolutely. And you talk about the depth in your lineup. Do you and, you know, your your staff just laugh when you're filling out the bottom half and you're like, well, do we go Fiona? She's 25 and 0. Do we go Riley? She's 15 and 0. Even Annika's 11 and 1. Like, I, again, I, if you want, I'm happy to fill out the lineup for you because I feel like at this point anyone could do it and you could find success at those, you know, five and six positions. What has it meant to your team? You know what you're getting from the seniors, from the veterans, but to get that sort of performance from both Fiona Riley and honestly Annika as well this season. Yeah, it's been it's been an incredible uh, luxury for us when people aren't feeling great, uh, you know, or we have some COVID situations, which, you know, we had one. Um, I think the, you know, the, the ability for us to be able to get those players some uh, great opportunities early uh, really helped us. And um, Riley playing doubles regularly has really helped her confidence, and she's really improved throughout this year. Um, Annika has been a huge um, – I mean, she's been playing almost every match since indoors, and uh, that, that match against Georgia really helped us. So um, you know, Elizabeth Scotty has been out, you know, you know, for a fair amount of matches, um, but now she's back healthy. So um, we feel very confident, you know, putting anybody in at any point in time because they've really been able to kind of get battle tested. And I think they're all confident right now. So uh, filling out that NCAA lineup and putting Fiona at six, I was just like, this is, you know, uh, <laughs> kind of, I wasn't, I mean, maybe somebody could question it, but uh, I don't know how they could question it and win it. Um, but um not having Riley in there when she hasn't, um, you know, lost, um, you know, a, a match. Um, and then obviously Annika, who's been uh, only lost one match for us, is is a great luxury for us going forward. But as you mentioned, the top of our lineup is tough as well. You know, we got three players that you got Cam, who's at three in our NCAA lineup, who got the NCAA single semifinals last year time. It was at, you know, is in Orlando. So, and Alexa Graham won the fall nationals uh, in Orlando, you know, this year. And then, 
obviously Sarah's, uh, you know, done such an incredible job, seated number one in the tournament and had an amazing year and um, was ACC player of the year. So, you know, top, top of our lineup is, is, it was tough to fill out as well. Mm-hmm. And so. not that they need it, but I imagine with Sarah and Alexa, I would just quietly whisper at every changeover, like, Hey, like Sarah, you know, Alexa's got 142 career singles <laughs> wins and you're at 143. I'm just saying you don't want to let her pass you. Uh, just those little things to keep them going. But yeah, I mean, you look uh, up and down the singles lineup. I think at every position, you guys at most, like the worst is at two singles, you guys are 19-4. and four. And when 19-4 and four is your worst record at a flight, you're probably doing something correct. Now, you look at, you know, the doubles point for you guys, and again, you guys have been damn good in doubles, but I suppose that has been the part of the lineup you have played the most around with, and it does feel like, you know, Sarah and Cam Mora have settled into that number one position there. I think 10-1 and one overall. You, you know, McKenna and Scotty have been playing together at two, and then Fiona and, I mean, I think it's uh, Riley, excuse me, and Allie have been so good at number three doubles. Are those the pairings you're going with this weekend, and how are you feeling about that doubles point, despite the depth you guys have? How important will that be yeah well um at indoors as you were there for um you know we uh we did our doubles was struggling and we mm-hmm. just did not have the combinations you know gelling at the right time and so after indoors we made a switch and um uh the first time we put sarah and cam kind of the big match was against virginia and they played a very good team against navarro and johansson and and did extremely well and then mckenna and scotty played against a very good team from Virginia um, and, and Subhash and Munera and, and we won both those matches. And um, so, uh, you know, we've, we've filled around a little bit, um, but we've, we've settled, you know, again, Cam and Sarah have really, you know, uh, solidified that number one position for us and they're doing an incredible job. Um, they're, uh, they, they, they gel well chemistry wise, but also their games match up really well. Um, and then obviously Scotty and, and McKenna, it's been a little bit, uh, of of a, a work in progress in the middle of the season because you know we're just trying to find di- different things that might that might work but now they're playing really really well together so I'm really confident and, and comfortable with that pairing and then Riley and and Allie have been our most consistent pair um, they've played pretty much the whole year um, and have done a great job I mean they they you know you got such a senior leadership and and Allie and, and you got the freshman Spunk and, and Riley and they really they've really made an incredible um, chemistry pair, which, you know, it's funny because Allie mentioned to me when I put them together early in the season in January um, and kind of threw them together and they came uh, and they did they, they did really well that first match. Allie turned to me and was like, it's like, I never thought this would work, okay? <laughs> but I trust you. And, you know, you, you seem to know something that I don't know. And uh, they, they've really gotten better throughout the whole season. And it's fun to watch. No, there's no denying that. Again, those two, I think, 14-3 and three overall at that number three doubles position. I'm curious, between Riley and Cam, because it feels like whenever anyone watches your team play for the first time, I get the text that asks this question. you just a fan of the two-handed forehand? You're in on it? Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely love it. You know, you got um, you know, one righty in Cam, and you got one lefty in Riley, and um, I mean, it's just, uh, what I love about them is that they both can use the slice. They can use the one-hander to slice the the backhand well, uh, and they can do the hack a shack on the on the uh, <laughs> on the forehand side. Uh, um, and they both are such an athlete, and they such they're such great movers. 
Um, you know, I would worry if a two-hander was not a great mover or not a great competitor, and they would just kind of, you know, only hit two hands, you know, when they had to because their limit their limitations would be on the reach. But they both volley extremely well, um, and uh, you know, they're both great doubles players. So sometimes, you know, you see two-handers, and they're not they're they don't. They're, they're not good out wide and they're not good volleyers, but those two are incredible in, a, in, in, in every respect. So I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. I, this story, I think, is just for my mom. I dated someone who had a two-handed forehand once. It didn't end well, and I've been biased against it ever since. Uh, <laughs> so that's just a small story for me. But no, I, it's so fun to watch your team compete. And again, obviously, when you've won 46 consecutive matches, when you've done everything but win an NCAA title, I'm sure that is the goal heading into Orlando. But, you know, final two questions for you. Round of 16, you play a Cal team that... You know, they just beat UCLA. They just won the Pac-12 tournament. Certainly, Haley Giovara at number one. She can beat anyone in the nation on the right day. What do you guys, what's, what's it going to take to get the job done in the round of 16? Well, we're playing one of the hottest teams. You know, they just, they won the Pac-12. They beat uh, Stanford and UCLA. Uh, obviously, we mentioned Stanford, but UCLA mm-hmm. is, is arguably one of the best teams in the country. And to beat those two teams on back-to-back days and win the Pac-12 is I mean, they're underseeded, you know, so that's, there's no question about that. And, you know, you, you look at their lineup all the way through one through six and their doubles they're, uh You got Anna Bright at, at, um, mm-hmm. at six. I mean, you got really tough uh, outs everywhere down their lineup. And Amanda's got done an incredible job and she always does. And, you know, their team is going to be very well prepared and they're, they're, they're very going to be very feisty and, and compete hard. Um, so you combine all those things with the talent they have, it's going to be a great challenge for us. And, um, so I think, uh, again, our, our team um, uh, will be ready. We're still in exams right now, so we'll uh, finish exams at the end of this week. So that's, you know, still a bit of a challenge for us to try and get, um, you know, match ready, you know, when you're in exams. But, um, you know, we're, uh, we're really excited to, uh, to get to Orlando and, and, um, and play Cal, a great Cal team in the round of 16. Absolutely. Well, then my final question for you, and then I'll let you go. Um, And I guess it's a two-parter because obviously you guys have been spectacular. And I'm just curious from a personal note, I'm I'm sure you get a lot of press, but has it gotten weird for you at all to keep getting the press requests? I think I saw you, what was it? Not the Paul Feinbaum show, but one of those ESPN shows. I see Coach Calbus's face and I was like, hey, that's my friend Coach Calbus. And I was like, and then I was like, hey, why am I not doing that interview? But anyways, that's a note for another time. Uh, Has it gotten weird at all, Uh, you know, to all the attention coming towards your program? Uh, absolutely. No, it hasn't gotten weird at all. I think, um, <laughs> I wish, I wish our players would, um, be on more of these shows than me mm-hmm. because they deserve, uh, all the attention and, and the accolades. Uh, they're, they're the ones that are doing all the work and I'm just kind of the one that's, you know, put it, putting the line <laughs> together. So, um, I, I, the players, the team, they deserve so much, you know, uh, cause they, they've, they've earned it and they're, it's a really special team and, I'm glad to see that uh, we're getting the recognition. The team's getting the recognition they they so richly deserve, and and I'm happy for them. And uh, you know, I, again, I'm, you know, they they speak so. You should have seen. You should have heard the seniors speak. You know, at our banquet yesterday, and it was, it was just so. Uh, it was passionate. It it was it, it was just the the love they have for for each other. They love they love to have the for the the love that they have for uh, University of North Carolina and this program, um, and everybody that's associated with. You know, they're the ones that should be on these talk shows and, and radio shows and because they're the ones that um, um, a, are so uh, talented in so many ways and would speak so much better than I am right now. 
<laughs> well, A, I was invited to that senior banquet, so I'm sad I didn't attend now. Uh, but yeah, B, look, I've, I, my problem is I just don't want to bother them too much. I know they're going through finals, but absolutely, we are hoping to have you know many, if not all of them, on the show at some point. And again, I am so looking forward to seeing you all compete down in Orlando. I hope you all get down there safe. You stay healthy. You get through exams well. But Coach Calbus, obviously, congratulations on a fantastic season so far. And thank you, as always, for joining us uh, here on the show. Be safe. Be healthy. We'll see you down in Orlando. Thanks, Alex. Uh, thanks to Crack Records. It's a pleasure to be on the show and, and uh, hope to see you uh, for a long duration. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Can I get a go heels? Go heels. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Coach. Take care. Thanks, Alex. Bye. Yeah.